0: Hey, Hot Girls, are you marriage material, bougie on a budget, or a side hustler? Get you a shirt to proclaim your destiny at BeautifulTees.com. Beautiful Tees is your one-stop shop for graphic t-shirts that empower women and make ladies of all ages feel beautiful. Visit BeautifulTees.com at dot com and enter code HOTGIRL for 15% off, free shipping in the U.S. only, welcome to the Hot Girl Book Club.
1: Welcome back to the Hot Girl Book Club. I am Tamigi.
0: And I am NYC Dime O Five Dime with the Y. And if you're wondering why we're using <laughs> usernames, Miss Tanisha Ford takes us down memory lane with the old AOL CDs. So we are giving our old AOL usernames.
1: <laughs> yes, we read "Dressed in Dreams" this month by Tanisha C. Ford. From sneakers to leather jackets, a bold, witty, and deeply personal dive into Black America's closet in this highly engaging book, fashionista and pop culture expert Tanisha C. Ford investigates afros and dashikis, go-go boots and hot pants of the 60s, hip-hop's baggy jeans and bamboo earrings, and the Black Lives Matter-inspired hoodies of today. So she basically went through her whole life and picked out certain items from a black girl's attire and went over the history of them and also her personal narratives with each and every item. So because Miss Miss Ford is from the Midwest, but she lived in Atlanta and New York City, she went over a lot of Items that have that everybody for the most part in Black America took a part in, but we call them different things. So today we're going to start off with a lightning round where I'm going to actually show Ingrid five items and I want her to tell me what they call it from where she's from. So Ingrid grew up in New York City
0: Mm -hmm. and then I moved down to south of Atlanta, so Atlanta uh, metro area as a teenager. So I got best of both worlds so we're about to okay. see what she's about to throw at me and, and see if i i,
1: can <laughs> I mean you'll have a name for it. i just want to know what what you guys call it so i grew okay. up in in the midwest which i heard somebody call it diet south because <laughs> mm-hmm. a bunch of country people moved up north and mm-hmm. yeah very very country and then now i'm on the east coast so um Things are a little different here too, especially the things that my daughter picks up on. I'm like, what? What y'all call that?
0: Mm, So I can't keep that. Right.
1: Right. Me feeling mad. Oh, All right. This is the first item I'm going to send to Ingrid. So she's going to tell me what she calls it or what she grew up calling it. Then I'm going to tell you what I call it. And then I'll explain to you guys what I actually sent her.
0: You got it. Okay, so I'm opening it now, and let's see. Oh well, <laughs> I don't know if this is like a southern thing or a north thing, but we call them wife beaters. Is that okay. what you guys call them?
1: No, <laughs> I grew up calling it a old dog. Which she oh, she oh. described it in the book, and I thought yeah. that my little town thought of that because I had never heard it anywhere else. We grew up calling them old dogs because. Menace oh, society. dog from Miss Society. Oh, yes. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I asked my daughter the same thing, and she was like, "Wife beater." I'm like, "Oh, I'm like you a decent okay. kid now." <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that was the first one. So basically, I showed her what Fruit of the Loom calls an A shirt,
0: an A shirt.
1: That's what it. Yeah, that's what it. Well, wife beater when you buy them either, in the store. So. <laughs> right. All right, let me send you that one so i want to know the g- generic name for this item that i sent you like
0: what do you call that mm. I, in new york they would have been called like kicks kicks okay from what i remember Yeah. like
1: you got some new kicks so we yeah. say i don't know um, down what do they say down south
0: I don't know. I don't, I would say sneakers. I don't know. I, I think we was calling them by names at that point. Okay. So uh, You know, if they were high tops, you know, like the air force ones or something like that, we were more so calling it by that versus like sneakers or whatever. From what I remember. I, mm.
1: Yeah. I think that
0: because
1: <laughs> we call them tennis shoes and it's there's like, no S on okay. then tennis and then nobody played tennis. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, But But still, that's an old, like people call it that.
1: Right. So when you said that, oh, we started calling them by their names, I think once I started being responsible for my shoes, it switched to Mm -hmm. whatever the sneaker was, like Air Force ones or like Jordan ones or something like that. But Mm -hmm. my country folks used to always say, you can get you some tennis shoes. So basically, I showed her a generic sneaker, which is that's the legit name, right? Sneaker. No actually it's a Dior. I was just trying to find something blanket so you wouldn't like call it by name. Which but I'm about to send you one that you probably have a name for or a nickname for this shoe. Uh
0: these are Air Force, but these are low tops, so Mm. Air Force Ones? Really? Yeah, I guess. Low tops, I don't know. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So we called them thicks. Why? Because <laughs> <Look> at- <laughs> the soul was so thick.
1: <laughs> And everybody I knew Ooh. that we told that used to look at us like, what? Oh my god, your face <laughs> cracked me up. <laughs> um, I heard um, on the Friend Zone, they were saying, oh, somebody had on some uptowns. Or maybe it was on Jaden XZ. It was on some one of those podcasts. But they mm-hmm. said, oh, somebody had on some uptowns. And I was like, what are uptowns? And I was like, oh, if you were the Black ones, you really up to no good. And I'm like, usually it's Black Air Force ones. They say people ain't
0: yeah up to
1: no good. And I was like, do they call
0: them uptowns? But I wonder if uptowns are the highs and not the lows. So I don't feel like the lows were uptowns.
1: So, you guys had different names based on. Um, yeah, because, you know, the low tops
0: low. are the ones without the Velcro. And then right. you got the high tops that had the Velcro on them. I don't and know. The high but when high I tops. Oh, yeah, oh, we, we called them all, thick. think. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> it's showing. So, for, like, it started in Harlem. Uptowns are the Air Force Ones, but it's showing the high tops. So I don't even know. Did people even really wear the low tops? Well, yeah, they did. Once they started doing in the, the summer. College. Yeah, yep. yeah. Okay, in the summer.
1: My first pair was the, um, well, the, they actually called the mids. Mm, and, okay. and then they have the the really high tops, which I don't know how anybody wore those. They look so uncomfortable. <laughs> um, all right, hold on. Let me send you this next one. So. Hmm. The nickname I have for this one is when I was younger, what we called them. I don't know what I would call them today, but like, what's the generic I don't name? Know.
0: The Caribbean side would we'll call them "poom poom shorts." Because <laughs> <laughs> your poom poom is hanging out. <laughs> but <laughs> okay,
1: okay, yeah, we called them. Well, I called them Daisy Dukes. Okay. And I never knew that there was somebody named Daisy Duke that they pulled that from. I from just Duke's the Hazard,
0: from. yeah. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: That was before our time, I think.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I cutters, I remember coochie cutters back in the day too. So Yep,
1: yeah, because we had the songs. We had all the songs to go along mm-hmm. with them. Um, but yeah, I showed her um some really short shorts. Oh, and the one before was just some low top Air Force ones, if you didn't catch on to that. All right, the last one, because in the book, she touched on hair, which hair is just as uh, a big part of fashion as our actual mm-hmm. um, articles of clothing. So I want to know what you call these things in this baby girl's hair.
0: Oh, bobos. Bobos, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> DC
1: calls them bobos, too. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? We call them knickknackers.
0: Mm mm, these are bubbles. (laughs) (laughs) We were wearing these well into like our teenage years, and we used to go to like the Chinese store Uh and buy the bigger the bubbles, better. I mean, we used to wear like the really big balls. I don't know where that came from, why we were doing that, but yeah. (laughs) Did y'all
1: also wear like the fans? Like you fan your hair out?
0: Yes, I rocked the fan ponytail until I moved down to. Georgia, and that was a no-go. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> they actually wore... So when she was talking about the Atlanta, like, moving to Atlanta, like, I remember I wore... I either had my hair pressed or I had my hair perm. So we used to do the doobie wraps, and that was a style that you could wear to school too, you know, whatever. Like, if you had to wear the bobby pins, you wore the bobby pins. But the fan was just the easy, like, go to. So I used to do a bang with the fan. But then by the time I made it down to um, the Atlanta area, the fan was not a thing. We actually had to wear ponytails. So we had to buy the uh, e- extensions, and then mm-hmm. it would be a scoop with the gel, with the ponytail. It had to be a side ponytail. And I don't know where I got this from because I went to a predominantly white school, but I had to have. Somewhere, someway, somehow, the ribbons that match my outfits. I literally had like every color. And people tell me I look like a girl from like College Park or something. I have no idea where that came from. <laughs> but that <I> my mean, thing. <laughs> before I started wearing sewing, it was a side ponytail with a color ribbon. And it had, cut, it had to match my outfit. Well, the side know.
1: ponytails are back. Well, ponytails, period. I'm just mad. Mm-hmm. I ain't got no hair, so I can't partake. But when you said scoop, What is that?
0: So the swoop would be. Oh, you said um, swoop. Yeah. Like Like the swoop bang. Okay, So the part and Mm -hmm. then the gel down swoop. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I love me that. I used to break out my forehead,
0: but that was, that was my jam. A thing. A thing. I don't know why we needed it, but we needed it.
1: Yeah. So no matter where we were in the country, we were doing the same stuff. It just may or may not have a different name. So throughout the book, actually, she takes one chapter. I mean, she takes every chapter and focuses on one article of clothing. And she starts in the 70s and she goes way until I think like. Yeah, because she finishes it well into like 2012,
0: 2013. Mm -hmm, So she covers a lot of stuff.
1: Yeah. So we're going to actually go over each chapter and talk about um, something that relates to what she discussed. So let's start with chapter one, which was Daishiki, which she talks about her family's relationship to like the Black Panther Party Mm -hmm. and the articles of clothing associated with that time. So do you have anything in your um, history with maybe African-inspired things? Mm. No,
0: not really. Because that was like well before... I'm in 80s, but I'm a late 80s baby, 88, mm-hmm. so I almost missed the curve of greatness, <laughs> but um I didn't have anything for that, but that chapter, I liked the way it showed like her family history, what the basis of her family was and that she opened up with her grandfather killing her grandma. I was like, "What in the world?" Yeah. Like, that's interesting it- to open up a first chapter
1: right cuz you're like where is this going i came here mm-hmm. to learn about fashion and he just <laughs> took a turn um getting real deep so yeah i was i was 86 so i'm late 80s as well okay like technically we might as well be 90s babies but we don't
0: y'all oh, don't do
1: that <laughs> yeah we don't we don't want to be a part of that but <laughs> no shade to you 90s babies y'all all right um, <laughs> but i didn't i never had a dashiki but um, I grew up in the church and um, it was a very Southern Baptist church in, in mm. the Midwest and Black History Month or just like the African po- programs was a thing. And my mom would sign me up for everything.
0: Okay, and <laughs> I've been there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> one, one year, I have an aunt who could sew and mm-hmm. she they went and got this fabric, I guess from Joann's or something and made me this little outfit that was like purple and gold it was some type of African print Mm -hmm. and then she made a little hat what kind of hat was that all I know is I would put it around my head and velcro it right here (laughs) and then it would like stand up like Mm -hmm. some shit Queen Latifah had on and maybe the 90s (laughs) but I loved the shit out of the outfit and I was so upset when I grew out of it but every time we had this this big this big event um I don't know if I loved it because it was purple. I Used to love purple, but
0: mm.
1: you know when it was time to say you know my my speech for Black History Month, I was I was ready. Wow. I was okay. up fighting power. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then we had if anybody's been in a black church through the nineties, everybody had those vests that had African print on them. The youth choir.
0: Mm. Yeah, I'm trying girl. to think. Did we? I can't even remember. If we did. Did you mm. have ropes? Yeah, but I was split between AME and Kojic, and I cannot remember. Mm. I feel like AME, we might have had some stuff, because, you know, that's African Methodist. Mm-hmm. But I do not, I can't recall us having okay. something like that distinct. Like the print and stuff, it doesn't come to memory. I'm trying to think. Mm-mm.
1: Yeah, because I didn't have I didn't grow up with a whole lot of like African themed stuff, but I'm glad it's kind of like coming back around. And it's like really, really popular now. I feel like we're going we're going into, you know, because history repeats itself into another movement where we're all about our hair. We're all about connecting and our roots. Okay, well, let's go to chapter two, which is leather jacket yeah so did you have something very expensive <laughs> mm. no that was not like part of an animal
0: <laughs> not leather but um so this chapter reminded me of like her her mom shopping in Wilson's mm-hmm. definitely reminded me of when I was gifted my first mink and it came from my aunt that had passed away -hmm. Or whatever. And it was like to me it was like, oh my God. I have not worn it because I don't know where the hell I'm gonna wear a meek. But like to me, that was like, oh my God, now I got a fur, you know, like my grandma has one, my mom has one, like all my aunts got one. So I felt like real official, you know, but I still haven't worn it, so I feel very bad. But I loved this chapter, like her and her mom bonding over like leather. I don't know why, but it just felt so sentimental. To me and it definitely reminded me of like me being gifted my first one,
1: okay. I felt connected to it as well, but more so the layaway parts like I remember putting something on my jacket <laughs> <laughs> It's like can't go home where you gotta put something on it. It's like been a lot of layaways um over the years but mm-hmm. um is our fur coats a thing too like in 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 the New York area like everyone gets like a fur coat and has yeah. one in the winter
0: okay. Mm-hmm. That's a big th- thing. And then it's a big thing amongst middle class, I feel like. So okay. we would identify with middle class or whatever. And yes, it's a big thing within the black middle class. At least like back in the day, somebody had a fur. Or okay. Somebody had a fur. If not a full fur coat, you at least had like the collar was fur, you know, the sleeves or the... Wrist part of the sleeves were like fur. Mm-hmm. But some type of fur was included within the wardrobe. Like the leather.
1: Yeah, I know Detroit is really big on fur too. And mm-hmm. that was like three hours from us. But we did a whole lot of like leather jackets. Like um we used to call it pelly pels, but I don't think that's how you say it. Mm-hmm. It's like other people call it that or A rex
0: mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: A rex coats. Um but when the race car jackets and yes, those came out you. of suede.
0: Yes. Yeah, I had
1: a um a Jeff Gordon suede when my senior year of high school. And then I got a Mickey Mouse leather jacket mm-hmm. when I was pregnant, which I did I don't know why they was buying me stuff when I was pregnant, but um <laughs> I I got that leather jacket then. But I had been waiting a very long time for that. So I mm-hmm. felt everything in that chapter like it's my time. <laughs> <laughs> This is my top. Can't wait to go to school and stun on everybody. Because they, they hadn't... I got my jacket from Chicago. I, I went out. Like, Legit, so ain't nobody have my jacket. <laughs> <laughs>
0: ain't nobody have this one. Mm, I didn't do leather. I don't think... That wasn't a thing. Like, I, my mom had some. My grandma had some. But we definitely were not gifted. Okay. Real leather. Or so what did you
1: guys leather. wear in, like, the winter? Like, what was, like, the go-to
0: coat? Mm, so bubble coats were a thing okay so that was one of and I remember that because I think I purchased from Macy's and my family (laughs) whoo they made me wear that coat every winter after and mind you it was expensive I think I got it from Macy's it was like a lime green or like an off green like a very like a mint green bubble coat and I don't know why but Lord have mercy. I was so happy when I outgrew that thing <laughs> because they made me wear that thing for like three winters after. I mean, it was expensive, but damn, <laughs> I right. wanted something new. But bubble coats Mm-mm. were a thing. They definitely were a thing. And then, um, mm, the like the bomber jackets were a thing too. Those are very popular. Hold like on, spell
1: it. Sounds familiar.
0: B O M B. ER jacket oh bomber Uh, coat oh girl Mm -hmm. I can't hear those were really um big I don't know what the brand was but it was always the black with the orange lining and they had like the gold zipper
1: Mm, those were a thing I don't know
0: did you guys
1: wear uh, what was the name Tim's
0: Tim's was a staple for winter attire everybody had a pair of Tim's in New York
1: yeah, in middle school, we started talking like we was from New York. Like, yes, uh, nah, be, we wanted to be from New York so bad. Uh, <laughs> there was a brand of winter coat. I think it was called First Down.
0: Mm. What was that coat?
1: Everybody had one for the most part. It was like the North Face of that time. But they were really expensive, and they made those big down coats. So when you said, like, lime green, I remember them coming mm-hmm. in, like, bright colors. So I think I had a black or a black or a red one, something like that.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't even remember what brand that was. I just know it came out of a big old department store. Me and my sister, because me and my sister are close in age, like, maybe a little bit shy of two years. So mm-hmm. anything that I got, she got. So she got another... She got a bubble coat too. I think hers might have been like a blue coat and yeah, we legit had to wear those for like three winters. <laughs> I have to repurchase. Right. So, mhm.
1: Well, as a mama, I support that because my daughter's wearing it till <laughs> she grow out of it or it tears up.
0: <sighs> but I
1: mean new That's styles
0: like within a year, you know. <laughs> These right. things come around. So, but I mean bubble bubble coats were still in. I feel like they're still in now but not like how they were before i feel like everybody had one before
1: yeah they're coming out with all those bright colors but they're really short my mother would never approve of me wearing that in the in the winter it's like mm. they're crop it's like no yeah
0: mine was long mine was pretty it definitely came down past my butt
1: yeah i hated those coats because um fast I, my butt had to be out for reasons.
0: Mm. <laughs> Not in the but now, night, girl. <laughs>
1: somebody said the other day, like, um, now they understand what their what their mama meant. Like the co- the coat has to cover your butt, or you are gonna be cold. Mm-hmm. And, and I definitely
0: agree with that. Because mm. once you sit down and that lower back get some wind, <laughs> <laughs> especially
1: it. yeah, that northeast Midwest wind is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely Ooh,
0: yes. not, because I, I did a a winter last year in Virginia, and yes, I definitely got to experience life all oh, over. Girl, they here. got
1: fake winter,
0: huh? It'd be warm it was, around was it for here. Me? Shoot, oh. <laughs> I I've been in Georgia all the time, and I usually travel to New York for Thanksgiving. So mm-hmm. you know, it's not really winter, winter, but yeah, going through like the snow and stuff in DC, Virginia, that was. You know, interesting for a Southern, you know, lady like myself. (laughs) Yeah, you're not used to it no more. Mm -mm, No, I've given that up. I'm done. I don't ever (laughs) do this (laughs) again. Treacherous. Ooh, I could not do it. We got a little fake right right now. I don't know what's going on. It's 60 degrees, 50 degrees. I don't have to wear a real coat. Springtime. Unfortunate. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So
1: next, she talked about the jerry curl, which was a little bit before our time.
0: Very much so.
1: <laughs> and then she taught us about the history of it, though, because I didn't know how it came about. So that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I was grateful enough that I did not have to take part in a yes, jerry curl.
0: It missed me. But there was a girl in middle school <laughs> that she wore a jerry curl. And she had a beautiful curl pattern. <laughs> I don't know if she was like, I want to. Well, no, both her parents were black. I don't, I didn't understand the logic behind it, but she definitely wore it. wasn't a dripping juicy curl, but it was definitely a Jerry curl. And I remember one time I was at her house and I saw like her products and stuff, and I did not understand it at all. I'm so sorry. So laughing. <laughs> but we were in middle school in the late 90s, early 2000s. Yes, ma'am. She still had a Jerry curl. Oh She's my still god, rocks it. But you know what? Maybe it was a new wave because I didn't even know that was a thing, girl. Same, different, <laughs> 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 so I don't know if it was a Jerry Curl or a new wave, but she definitely had it, and I understand why because she had a really nice, like, um, mm. like I guess would be considered like a three or uh, hair curl pattern where you could just you know. Wet it and put some gel in it, but she definitely had her little products. I remember they would tuck it away in uh, her closet when I went to her house, and I was like, girl. the they wrong spray.
1: for doing that to that baby? Mm-mm. I don't
0: know why. Her parents were older, so my mom was much younger than a lot of the kids around me, like their parents. So her parents were real old school, so I feel like it came from her parents. As far as like that hairstyle, because nobody else was rock- rocking a Jerry Curl at that time. Nobody. No. <laughs>
1: literally. Ooh. It reminded me of when Tanisha said she went to school and she thought she was cute and they roasted oh. the shit out of her ass.
0: You know, <laughs> like, I, I, think I literally. That is... <laughs> <laughs> I laughed so
1: hard. I felt so bad for her, but I tell you, I was cackling. I'm like, them kids was funny.
0: I feel like that's all black children, though. I had a moment. I had definitely had a moment. Right. Where I went, because we used to come down to Georgia for the summers or whatever. And I came down to Georgia and I bought me some felis. And they were a thing in Georgia. Felis were a thing. And I bought me some cute-ass white felis. And the letters were, like, different colors, like, soft, like, um, pastel colors. Mm-hmm. I went into New York and nobody was filming my felines, Man. <laughs> but I thought they were so cute. I didn't get like talked about. I remember my granddad at the time was like, oh, you bought them new sneakers. You bought them hip sneakers. You think, you know, you're going to fit in with a cool kids. And I was like, shut up. And nobody liked my felines, but they were so popular down, you know, down south or whatever, but they were not going for it up north we're not going for it
1: yeah i know i've been roasted i just can't remember any particular situation or whether or not it was tied to a fashion item but i was also like a top tier roaster like i got class clown of my um (laughs) the class of 2004 so if anybody cracked on me they knew like Mm -hmm. be ready because it's on and popping um But yeah, those those are also like the highlights of like some of my times at school if it stayed in good fun. Like I tried to stay away from like folks who were like poor or going through yeah. a lot. Like I never like to talk about them. Um, but if it's like good jokes, you know, I, I have some of my best friends to this day are the ones that we always crack jokes with each other. Must be
0: nice. I was not afforded (laughs) the same opportunities. My mama was a teacher. She taught at my school. She was my substitute in the third grade. So I did not get to uh, do those kind of things because my mama did not play that. So I was not about to play that neither. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, she was my substitute teacher one year. And people were like, that's your mom. She's so mean. Like, I think she beat up, like, one of the bad, one of the kids that was, like, really bad. <laughs> and, like, he tried to do something. He tried to fight my mom, and she was not having it. Like, my, I was not allowed to act out. So.
1: Yeah. Ooh, I know that's right. Beat yeah. them kids. These bad. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes, PG. they are. So I didn't get to be no class clown.
1: Yeah, I definitely got a lot of whoopings, but I mean, mm, me I was going to put on the show at the school, but as soon as I got home, it was on <laughs> and popping.
0: Oh, them teachers just to tell.
1: <laughs> and then my, let me not talk too bad about parents who let their kids wear jerry curls because um, my sister had one. My sister mm-hmm. was born in 83. Um, She cut off all her hair, got hold to like some clippers or something and did something to her hair mm-hmm. and there was nothing else they could do but <laughs> put a jerry curl in mm. there. <laughs> but this was still...
0: When it was this was Or when it was...
1: It was phasing out. Okay, but I was born
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I was probably four or five. So it wasn't too bad but she got all them jokes at school. <laughs> she did. But that was all they could do because she had like messed up her hair so bad. Mm.
0: Mm. this chapter, I couldn't, like, resonate with the Jerry Curl, but this definitely reminded me of Friday, Saturday night, getting ready for church, having to sit between your mama and your grandma's legs, get your hair hot combed, like, that whole process. I couldn't relate to the Jerry Curl, but definitely, like, little Black girls. I feel like we all had the same childhood as far as, I mean, pretty much everything. I feel like Black kids, we all had the same, like, Black um, traumas as mm-hmm. children but something about that hair that process of you gotta sit still you know whatever or I'm not burning you that's the steam from the hot cup, right but my ear crispy you yes. didn't burn me Ooh. Okay. <laughs> yeah that made me think of this chapter definitely made me think about that or even like the uh good hair debate is what mm. I thought about a lot too so I couldn't relate to the Jerry Curl but definitely a relatable chapter as far as our hair being tied to fashion right there's
1: a lot of things that i like miss like i miss like the fashion of the 70s which is coming back but like the jerry curl i'm glad i missed that era. i don't Mm want to be a part of that at
0: all no Mm -mm. like i I, yeah never because it was terrible horrible for your hair like i didn't understand that why people chose to do that style
1: I mean, even perms were just like horrible for our hair too,
0: Ooh, um, yes. which essentially, that's what it was. Uh. <laughs> like scalp literally burning, and they're like, oh no, baby, you got to sit on just a little bit longer. Like, Ugh. perms right. are terrible. I'm glad I moved out of that phase too. Same.
1: <laughs> <clears throat> All right. The next chapter was tennis shoes, but she's from the Midwest, so that's why. Um, She called them tennis shoes as well. So what, um, let's talk about your favorite tennis shoes. Mm, An iconic moment with some tennis shoes.
0: For me, Dunks, Nike Dunks. But before Nike Dunks, there was the Reeboks with the Velcro. I don't remember what they were called. Um, My mama always used to be like, who are they going to make you pigeon-toed? Because they were the soft toe. (laughs) funny. <laughs> <laughs> they were soft toe box. I actually have a pair in my closet right now that are green patent leather. <laughs> okay. Velcro. I think I know I don't what you're what talking I about. When I bought them. But they're the ones, like the soft toe, the toe is kind of rounded. Um, I'll send you a picture because they definitely were a staple in my closet and then dunks, Nike dunks. I became like a dunk, like fanatic. I wanted all the colors. I don't know where the obsession came from. But, yes. Oh, they got cute colors here. Didn't Tiana Taylor,
1: like Cardi B, have like a A a
0: deal with them? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it wasn't those. That wasn't the look that she was wearing in the video. I sent you a picture. Okay. Or in the commercial. But these were definitely a staple when I was in elementary school. And I had a pair of blue ones that I wore to death and my mom hated those sneakers she was like you can't wear them every day they're gonna turn your feet weird and like (laughs) i don't know but i love those shoes like those and then nike dunks but dunks were so expensive so um we used to be able to go to like the flea market and stuff Mm -hmm. like that and buy them on sale so like I used to love to go to like the mall and they would have like some dunks um usually $25 I think was the lowest that I've ever seen which was crazy even for back then but $50 would be like a good deal to get some dunks other than that you were paying like $100 but those are like my favorite sneakers
1: Right, that's what always made me very jealous of New York. Yeah, I had so many different like things to shop. Like I think people still to this day from my hometown take shopping trips to New York, and I'm like, you know, mm-hmm. you can get on Al Gore's internet now and just <laughs> find whatever you need. But, but it's yeah, nothing
0: like do. I remember vividly like being able to get on the bus, drive, or get on the bus and ride down to Roosevelt Field Mall because I'm from Long Island and be able to, like, go shop or at least go look or whatever. And then being able to get on the bus and ride from Long Island to Queens and go to Jamaica Avenue. And they had everything, whether it was real, whether it was fake. They literally (laughs) had everything on Jamaica Avenue. Like, (laughs) every bit of, like, fashion that was, like, popping at the time, you'd be able to get it on Jamaica Avenue. And that was, like, everybody went there to go shop. Like, that was a big thing. I don't know if it's still popular now, but yeah, definitely.
1: See, I I grew up in the middle of nowhere in Michigan, and we were lucky that we had a mall. <clears throat> and then they got rid of it at one point. Mm-hmm. And then there were, like, years where we didn't have a mall, or, like, there was, like, a store or two left into it. But, you know, the sneaker store or Foot Locker held on until, like, mm-hmm. it's closing, because that always got business. One of the great things is um, my favorite shoe or shoe moment was when the Space Jam 11s came out my 10th grade year. And that was back when Jordan still came out on Wednesdays.
0: Mm. But they
1: changed it because people were skipping school. Mm. (laughs) And um, I had just got the Black and White 11s on my birthday, which is in October, and the Space Jams came out, I believe, December 13th. So when I got the black and white ones for my birthday you know my parents are looking at me like we're not about to buy you some more sneakers we just bought you those for you because they was expensive was they're much higher now
0: Ooh, yeah, uh, sure but I they could... were
1: still like 125 dollars and i was like i'm getting these shoes so i literally saved up everything i had like pennies nickels all of it and i gave it to my daddy i knew i was short but mm-hmm. i gave it to him anyways i was like can you go when the mall opens at ten? Grab my shoes and then bring them to school with me. He actually did it. He covered the rest of it, which I thought was really, really sweet. And he brought them to me. And when we all got out of class for third hour, um, this is like right before lunch. I had the new shoes on that came
0: out that day. Boy, uh, yeah, uh-uh. <laughs> and all
1: the, the and I was cool with all the boys. So because I've been a tomboy all my life, but that was like my favorite, my favorite moment. Then I got pregnant the next year, and you know, he. No more spoil, being spoiled for me. No more it goodness. was moved on to my baby. <laughs> um, then the economy <laughs> crashed and nobody got spoiled. But um, that was like my favorite like sneaker moment. And nowadays, mm-hmm. like I just... I be looking at the cost of sneakers like, oh my God.
0: I know. I can't keep up. I can't and I'm keep just, up.
1: Even if they were the same price that they were back then, I'm still like, do you know what I could do with that money?
0: Mhm. Like now I'm like, cheap. And my thing is, I don't even wear. Well, I guess I no. I don't even dress to where I can wear sneakers. Like, people hate sneakers with dresses now. Like that's the thing where guys are like, oh, I don't like girls to see them with um, a dress and sneakers on. I'm like, this was the thing, you know, back in the day. But I guess it's not fashionably like accepted now. So I don't know. I have like a closet full of sneakers. Like um, I got some KDs. I got like all kind of like crap like in Mm -hmm. my thing, and I don't even wear them because I'm like, "Mm, I'm not that girl anymore. (laughs) Like, and I don't play sports. I can't wear. Um, I that's
1: my thing too. Like, I didn't have any um anywhere to wear sneakers. Like, I did. I wanted um. The Nike Air Max plus Vapor Max. The ones mm-hmm. with like the the look like astronaut bat- bottoms. They're um
0: they're cute, but they're so expensive.
1: I know. And I spent, I really want to know. I haven't bought sneakers in years. So that was my justification. But every time I look at them, I'd be like, I want my $190 back. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But I haven't like I can't. And then my daughter asked me for some and I was like, oh, absolutely not. You don't have a job. Uh, <laughs> but I just <laughs> And I have worn them a handful of times because mm-hmm. you just don't you don't have anywhere to go. Like I wear gym shoes in the airport,
0: mm-hmm.
1: occasionally to work, like on a you know a casual day. Um, but other than that, like we're not we're not you know rolling up to the basketball games or the football games like we used mm-hmm. to do. Like we're usually going somewhere where we need to dress up, so. I don't know. I'm kind of glad that we don't have to wear those because I can't. I can't do it. It's not gonna fit my
0: I can't afford to keep up. I mean, I can, but I don't want to. Because, like you said, I could spend my hundred dollars like somewhere else. But this chapter reminded me of East Bay magazines. I still oh. get them. I don't know how they still come to my house, but they do. And I think that is so cool. Like, that yeah, was, we like,
1: actually order from there because my daughter, when she well, she still plays sports, but once you okay. order. They keep them coming. They own Foot Locker.
0: Mm. Okay. I didn't know that.
1: So yeah. They are like, I think it's East Bay, Foot Locker, Champs are all under the same and finish line is its own. But mm. all the rest of them are the are the same.
0: Okay. Yeah. So I was like, man, this just reminds me of like I feel like in high school, like people used to bring their East Bay magazines to school. And we'd be mm-hmm. looking, like, all through the pages, talking about things that we wanted. Like, that was, like, really big for us. Like, and they I still come got to anything have-
1: out of that magazine. Me either. Girl. My
0: mother was <laughs> not going for it. <laughs> Lee Market or somewhere where she shopped, she wasn't going for it. So, mm-mm. Yeah. Nope. And she but, did yeah. talk about D.A.R.E. in this one. Did you guys have D.A.R.E. programs?
1: Yeah, and I feel like dare worked for me when all my friends was like, you know, the reason they stopped the program is because it had been found that it didn't work. It worked for me. Mm -hmm. I'm terrified. I
0: don't don't know. I don't remember being scared. I liked it, though. But I was in middle school, so we didn't have dare in Georgia, but we definitely had it in New York. It was a thing. And I remember, like, the T-shirts. Like, I had, like, a black T-shirt with, like, red writing Mm -hmm. and stuff on it. Red and white writing. But I don't remember, I don't remember being scared. Like there wasn't like drugs. Drugs were not that big of a problem where we were living. So the people, like the the people who were in school with me, yes. But if I remember we were living, I don't know, New York was really weird because my mom and my grandma, We're both teachers in Hempstead or whatever, this town. So that's where we went to school at. But we lived in, I think, Westbury at the time. And Westbury was, like, white people, real, you know, white picket fence. So there wasn't drugs were not rampant, like, in that area.
1: Okay. Yeah, when I would, I came to NYC, I think, maybe two years ago. And I did a tour of, like, Harlem, learning about the history there. Mm-hmm. And Harlem is where mm. it was It was like bad. He said there used to be like a police officer sitting right at like a stop. Um, I think it's right before the, what's, what's over there? Columbia? Is that the school oh. that's near Harlem? The Ivy League school? Mm. One of them. But um, he said they would be there. So if any students came up or like somebody who looked lost would tell them, hey, this isn't the stop mm. that you that you don't um. want to. Um, be at but in my neighborhood like there was a lot of addiction going on in my own what's it called immediate family Mm -hmm. and then also in my extended family but I remember teachers that we knew that were crackheads because I grew up in a small town we're all basically cousins in some sense but I remember the teachers being crackheads and not necessarily like really bad they were functional And then a lot of people that (laughs) I went to school with, actually, like, a lot of the guys I went to school with actually sold drugs.
0: Oh, wow. Um,
1: And so as we got older, I mean, you would know that such and such. Like, oh, I sold to such and such. Mm. um, The security guard or the teacher or the coach. So it was... Actually, it's still pretty bad because pills took over and pills are doing the same thing that Mm -hmm. Craig did. Like, my sister has... My sister was born in 83. One of her friends died of a heroin overdose. Wow. Like, these folks are not even, like, 40. So that might have been (laughs) why I didn't touch drugs. But there just happened to be a part of me growing up where – and then a lot of my friends, even the ones who are still back at home and may have had, like, a rough life still to this point, none of us do drugs. Mm-hmm. Like some of them may smoke weed occasionally, but they're they're mm-hmm. not even potheads. Like, and mm-hmm. it's just amazing to to see that that they just they're like,
0: Mm-mm, girl, I don't do all that because it's yeah. they, they're seeing surrounded what they by it. Other people into, yeah. Mm. I can imagine. Like, I, I I may have had some. Well, no, I think I do have some family members that were into drugs, but honestly. In real life, I don't know what that looks like. Okay, so I know what it looks like like on you know film, like how it's portrayed, um, in entertainment and stuff like that. But I don't know what it looks like firsthand. So, because that's yeah, it.
1: When I went to the um, well-read Black Girl Festival, um, because I came in you know at the end of the height of the crack era. Mm -hmm. And this author, Damaris Hill, she wrote, A Bound Woman is a Dangerous Thing. They were having this panel about Black female incarceration, mass incarceration. And she was just talking about how in middle school, that like when crack hit, she's like, nobody had any parents. And I was like, damn. Mm -hmm. Like, I just, I, for me, I remember... A lot of our mamas who kept us together and if anybody had a crackhead in their family typically it was their father but your mama always held it down i know a few kids where their moms were actually crackheads and they went through a whole lot more than if it was just your daddy like -hmm. you at least still had your you had your mama so whoo crack did some damage it did some damage so i'm glad that. We are past it, but it seems like the pills are kind of repeating the process. Heroin and um, these, whatever they're called. Ain't it a name for
0: opioids? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Definitely. But, yeah, do you deal with that a lot,
1: too, as you're, like, training for your nursing degree? Like, talking Mm -hmm. about opioids?
0: No. Um... Well, I mean, the thing is, um, so I recently took pharmacology and we talk about the use of, because we use them for therapeutic, but then we also talk about that thin line of misuse and what, you know, when people start to misuse it, what it does to the body and stuff like that. But I have not come into contact. And I haven't started clinical rotation, so I don't know if I'm gonna come into contact with that once I start, you know, stepping into like the hospital settings and things like that, where I'm actually mm. coming into contact with people who are abusing them versus using them for you know help. So
1: right, right. Yeah, it gets deep.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh yes.
1: Yeah. All right, let's crawl out of this dark hole. Yeah. <laughs> Chapter 5 was baggy jeans. So, this was early 90s. Mm So, like, the TLCs, maybe the Aaliyah.
0: Aaliyah, yes. I didn't have anything with baggy jeans. I used to wear... I don't know. I had, like, a weird fashion sense when I was living in New York. um, Like, I used to wear, like, heels... In middle school. Like, really? I don't, yes, I did. So I used to <laughs> wear heels, bell bottoms, or like bigger size jeans. Not necessarily baggy because they fit like at the waist and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And t-shirts or like like a... I don't know. It was a cross between like a sexy look. Like, I don't know. These kids to call me like Janet Jackson. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> because okay. I used to wear like the heels with the jeans, with the... Like I don't I I didn't understand the look, but it was definitely like that cross between casual and like some sexy like black pumps. I don't I didn't understand. Girl,
1: how tall was these heels?
0: (laughs) Um, I don't know, but I have big feet. So like I was able to wear like my mom's shoes Mm -hmm. or like my grandma's shoes. So like I used to have like I remember were they, like, BBs? I can't remember. I had, like, some nice little black, like, fake, like, uh, leather shoes. I used to wear, like, boots with heels, like, all up and through, like, high school. Like, I, because we, my mom wasn't spending money on sneakers. She wasn't into sneakers. So, like, kind of mm-hmm. how, like, Tanisha was talking about, like, her mom patched on her uh, fashions and things like that. I was wearing, like, heel boots, you know, booties and all kind of, like, more, like, grown women kind of things because that's what my mom was wearing so that's what we were wearing that's what she was buying so
1: mm-hmm. i don't know oh
0: a diva yeah in middle school <laughs> and in high school like i didn't i don't know i didn't understand it but it was that's a good
1: though i always envy everyone who have been wearing heels so long because you guys usually know how to walk in them mm. and um we be over here struggling my daughter I'll buy her some heels, but she knows when she pulls up to the dance, she taking them off. Like we Mm. can't out, but we got some, some Flintstone feet as well. But Mm -hmm. heels are not for us, but we wear them anyway.
0: Yeah, I try. It's hard. I mean, it's not, I'm not going to say it's easy because my feet be hurting. I think Friday night I went out and I wore like some little heel booties. And I literally was like, as soon as I got home, I got my rubber ball and I was like rubbing my feet (laughs) On the ball, and I was like, I'm such an old lady. Like I can't do, I can't do like a night out in heels anymore. It's not for me. These young girls can have it.
1: Yeah, my friend lives in L.A., and mm-hmm. I was like, Yeah, I wear three inches now. She was like, What? Like she just- had <laughs> three inches? Stop
0: I don't know. About that. <laughs> Three, Ooh, I don't know. About they that. tall. Mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> I don't know about kitten heels, but um, if it has like a platform and then the additional heel is the additional three inches, then maybe. But I can't do well. No, actually, I think I might have wore some block heels today that were low, but not. I can't do skinny like kitten heel.
1: Well, Kitten he'll be like a half inch. Y'all ain't gonna try to play me. My three <laughs> inches. Oh, um, I wear them to work. I usually do my three inches okay. for work, but she is a five inch and above, and I'm like, girl,
0: Mm-mm. have
1: fun. I can't do it. Um, they wreck havoc. Yeah.
0: They're not good for you,
1: right? But I just because I'm so short and I work with a lot of men, mm-hmm. and I'm always, you know, trying to be cute. You know, throwing a little thigh or a leg in somewhere, oh. you know, I want to put on the heel. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I pay for it as soon as I get in the car.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: yeah, I didn't I didn't really do the baggy jeans thing either. I, and me and my sister were huge fans of Aaliyah. But mm-hmm. I don't. Know, I always wanted something tight on my ass, which is probably why I'm a mama. But uh, <laughs> I. Like I never thought like I it looked cute on them, but I never felt like I could pull it off.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I wasn't big on it either. It was not for me. But what I did like that she talks about was the fact that her baggy jeans was hiding her pregnancy. She shot the shit out of me with that shit. She did the egg so her casually. About boys.
1: Right, and she was like, oh, I used to hang out, and then it was like, oh, on the plane ride, I wouldn't be coming back, because I was four months pregnant, and I'm like, mm-hmm. first of all, who you pregnant by? Don't spill half of the
0: tea; <laughs> spill all of it. Yeah, and then, kept talking, once we moved over to the next chapter, it was like, okay, so what happened to the baby now? <laughs> but yes. Right, I'm- like,
1: I tried to look up, like, I looked through her social media, too. I was like, I want to see her son, because he's grown now. Mm-hmm. Um... But I just I was like, did she get pregnant at school?
0: Mm, I don't know because it was so vague. And then like right. literally her saying, "Oh, my baggy jeans were hiding a secret," and that made me think of a girl I went to high school with who she wore like really big clothes all year round. Comes to find out, she was pregnant. So like towards the end of her pregnancy, like as we were graduating. Or whatever. She just really couldn't hide anymore, but she was still like trying. She was wearing hoodies and all of those things. And that just immediately made me think of that because that was a thing. Like girls were definitely like doing that, wearing the bigger mm-hmm. clothes and stuff to hide, you know, and going away, having babies and then coming back. So.
1: Right. Or you have to go to the alternative school. So I, um, no, I was still wearing tight stuff. And okay. I mean, it didn't. <laughs> It didn't take me long to show because I Mm -hmm. was a bean. I still am kind of a bean. But um, yeah. And my mom, like, she knew it wasn't going to be much hiding. But there was a girl who was pregnant at the same time as me that she just always had on large clothes and she always kept her head down, like real, real sad. So, I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't a secret long for me. <clears throat> mm. Matter of fact, I still have the paper when we went to, I think it would be the equal to probably Planned Parenthood where they told me I was like five weeks pregnant. So, mm. um, it was out fast. But yeah, I never thought about, see, nope, I was never going to wear baggy jeans because what? Pregnancy, whew, you be thick. Mm-hmm. You be so thick. And then I finally got <laughs> the boobs that I have been wishing for all my life. I mean, a stomach came with it, off. but who I want to show that body. <laughs> now it's wrinkled up like raisins, but who I couldn't wait to show. Oh, Ooh. Girl, Hush,
0: I saw you on vacation. <laughs> <You look
1: good. laughs> I'm so jealous of my daughter. Like if she got a flat stomach. It ain't got no stretch marks. I'm like, mm. that could have been me.
0: Yeah. But I don't know. I miss the baggy jeans um thing but definitely it was running rampant in like hip hop and R and B. Like that was mm. the look. TLC and they made it look so good. I think Janet even had did she yeah. have a moment? I feel like she had a moment where her clothes were just They weren't really baggy fast. but they
1: were bigger.
0: Yes. hmm And her tops yeah, got I don't think I the pants pull that got bigger and the tops got smaller.
1: <laughs> right. We might be going back into that now. Too. I feel like people. Mm-hmm. Are I
0: don't want now. it. I, I like the skinny <laughs> leg look. But I did just buy some boyfriend jeans from Ross and okay. I absolutely love them. So I might, but that's I think that's as far as I can go. And they're tight to me. Like they have no stretch. And I'm like, is this how they're supposed to fit? But yeah, I don't think I can get into baggy. My legs and stuff are already big. I can't. I feel like my pants are going to be huge. Like I can't do it.
1: I just feel like I'm going to be swallowed. And I don't mm-hmm. like that look. Like, I'm already a blip. So, I just need some skin tight. Because, man. But... <laughs> <laughs> so, the next chapter is Coochie Cutters. So, I definitely took part in all of that. Every summer. Every summer. Literally. Still to this day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, yes. But I don't remember being able to... And, well, actually, no, I did not because I've always had bigger legs.
1: Mm -hmm. And
0: for some reason, I did not like my legs. So I wore jeans, honey. I wore jeans through every season, okay? And I used to be hot and sweaty in a pair of jeans. And I just never wore my legs out. either had jeans on or, like, some pants. Like, I used to wear, like, the plaid pants, Mm -hmm. maybe a skirt. And then I well, skirts for like church and stuff like that. But other than that, I never wore my legs out up until maybe like college and Ford. But I did not like my legs. Really? Mm-mm. Like, you like being like, thick. Because I didn't understand it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did okay. not understand it. Or whatever. I didn't know there was a, a thing. There was a space for us. I love it now, but ooh. Like, I remember one time, like, um, I think a friend was over and I was, like, changing. And she was like, your legs are so big. And I was like, oh, well, thank you. <laughs> like, it doesn't make me feel good. That's why I cover them up. But, yeah, I didn't understand being thick back then. Even though I was, like, in the South, I did not understand it.
1: Right. Because you said you went to uh, middle school. Yeah, um,
0: yeah, middle school, half a middle school I did in New York and half a middle school I did down here so i definitely did not understand it like moving into high school and girls were not girls were not shapely in my high school like i went to a predominantly white school like there wasn't you know thick girls oh, right they still not shape you know? no no <laughs> so <laughs> you know i didn't really understand it back then so yeah i did not wear shorts i did not like my legs that was not a thing
1: yeah, I definitely went to middle school, damn near elementary school with some folks that were built like women.
0: Mm-hmm. Like
1: I've always been built looking my age, thank the Lord. But I had a few friends and they, it's a gift and a curse because then all the older guys like try to holler at you. So I can't imagine being, well, I actually can't imagine being appearing somebody shaped like Serena Williams. But mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's who that's stressful like actually when i got back from the trip like a lot of men kept whistling at us
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and i i might laugh when it's me it's not funny when it's your daughter now i want to fight everybody
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um but yeah it's um what was i getting ready to say i don't know yeah we um I was just a lot around a lot of women with a lot of assets to the point where I felt really small. So that's probably why I wanted I, to wear tight stuff cuz I'm like nobody's mm-hmm. paying attention to me <laughs> cuz everybody's over here. Everything is small.
0: Mm-hmm. They made <laughs> they made me feel bad like I remember one time before I moved um down here, I was at church and I was at my grandma's church which is AME and you know they are old school. And I wore this dress. And I love this dress. It was a lime green dress with flowers on it. It had slits coming up both sides. And Ooh. I am short sleeve. And I loved this dress. And it just hugged my body. Like, I understood I had a shape. Like, I had a bomb-ass shape, like, growing up or whatever. Um, and I remember this one time, I did not wear pantyhose. I don't know how my mom and them. I don't know how I trickled, like, out of wearing pantyhose to church. And this lady was like, "Mm, you ain't old enough to not be wearing no pantyhose. (laughs) You know, you can't be out here just showing off your legs and stuff. And I that might have had something to do with it. But ever since then, I was like, oh, well, I shouldn't be wearing my legs out, you know, (laughs) and stuff like that. I will never forget that. I'll never forget that black lady. I still remember to this day, we were downstairs in the basement of the church, and she told me straight up, you're not old enough to not have on any pantyhose. And like, yeah, hey.
1: we could have a whole podcast episode on the church and <laughs> the fashion of women.
0: Because
1: I, de- I just got in trouble. It's like, I'm, I'm wearing it.
0: I had to retire that dress because it was so cute and it was definitely one of those showing off the shape thing. But those women did not. They were like, mm-mm, you don't need to be wearing that. And I was like, yeah. Okay. So I did not get into coochie cutters until probably college.
1: Yeah, like it's like my mama didn't want me to wear them, mm-hmm. but she did want me to like have my fun. Mm. So I there was a few items that I would just have to sneak out the house with. Like I remember her buying me like we were at J C or something like lingerie was on sale. It's so, like I wanted it and she she bought it. Then was like why is this in the dirty clothes, honey? Because I wore it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ma'am <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Mind your business I ain't gonna ask no questions Meanwhile I'll probably fight my daughter if that happened But Ooh. I ain't buying my daughter to mm-hmm. Um, But yeah It's like you want your daughter to have fun But then you also understand the world
0: is a crazy place Oh yes Especially now Like it's not safe But even back then it wasn't like Mm, yeah, men. Men are something else.
1: Yeah, why are men? That's mm. it. Why are men? Yes. Oh, we've been talking for a minute. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's 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 go through these last, what, five? You want to go through them quickly?
0: Yes. So, for... Then, The next two chapters where she talked about the boots, knee-high boots, Mm -hmm. that phase missed me. I definitely wore like ankle heel boots like I was talking about earlier, but she took me down memory lane when she talked about Baker's Shoes, that store was a thing, and I feel like they used to have sales like 2-4, whatever used to be a thing at um, Baker's. And then she also talks about the dude and his Wachovia card, and I was like, "Damn, Wachovia bank used to be a thing, <laughs> and it is no longer." <laughs> oh, they That's got the rid idea. of that Wachovia. I uh-huh. don't think they have Wachovias anymore. I think it's something okay. else now. Oh, like they got bought out by somebody? I have no idea, but I remember, I remember it being a thing, but I don't. Oh, it's Wells Fargo now, I guess. Okay. Is what I'm seeing. But we don't have any here. And I believe that we used to have some here. But now it's gone. So, I don't know. And then this for me showed the distinction bequ- between, excuse me, um her moving was like the distinction between me moving from New York down here. Like mm-hmm. I used to wear like an arm full of like bangles and stuff. And when I moved down south, they were disturbance to class. But in New York, they were part of my everyday outfit. Nobody, you know, had an issue with it. But something about being here, like, I immediately became the loud black girl. Everything was too much. I used to love really? wearing armful full of bangles. And I feel like I got that from my mom. My mom stacked on rings, stacked on gold bracelets, stacked on anklets, stacked on, like, earrings, like, that was her thing. She grew up, you know, in New York, and that was the look. And then coming down here, it was like, mm-mm, that's too much. I don't know what it was.
1: Yeah, I think for me, the last, or the next two chapters, um, the part about the gold ju- jewelry, like, wearing mm-hmm. a lot of it. My mom wore a lot of gold jewelry, and she would, like, give me jewelry she didn't want anymore. Or Sometimes mm-hmm. she would buy me my own pieces, so... I definitely did that. i would never really gotten to bamboo earrings. What? I think I do have a pair somewhere mm-hmm. around here, but I'm a hoop girl. I love okay. a hoop, Still, especially now because I'm bald, but I love a hoop. And then um, the knee-high boots, there was a period of time, it was in high school for me and definitely into college where everybody had these, they were like 15 $20 boots you could get, and they came in. This fake pleather and mm-hmm. suede, this fake suede it real, soon. but I had so many of those in different colors. Then they had them for like the baby, so my daughter had some. Mm. But before that, I wasn't really wearing them, and these were really popular for me because they were flat; they didn't okay. have a heel on them. Um, cause yeah, I couldn't couldn't do it. But yeah, and then. Let me see. Chapter nine with the Afro Afro puff,
0: which I think is going on now. Right. It was like
1: the natural the natural hair journey. What I didn't know was that Carol's daughter had that same moment Shea Moisture just had.
0: Oh, I missed that. Then I saw her talking about not being able to afford it and Mm -hmm. talking about like she was using just a dab of the Carol's daughter. But I missed that part.
1: Well, she was saying how I think Steve Storch had invested a lot in it, and then mm-hmm. they started trying to cater to everyone.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Like what Shea Moisture did, and then they alienated everybody that put them on, mm-hmm. which now makes me really side-eye Shea Moisture, because it's like if Carol's daughter did this and it did not work, why did you try it?
0: They might have been uh, their homework.
1: Exactly. But I heard I heard Gary V was behind that, mm-hmm.
0: which
1: he did he should probably stay in his lane and not do black girl products. But, um, yeah, just it reminded me of like my own natural hair journey, switching over and how expensive it used to be. It's not as bad anymore.
0: It's expensive. Um, but I,
1: I think it used <laughs> to be much more.
0: Probably. Like, probably. Because
1: I remember when I was first trying to switch over, I've been natural, I think, since 2006, 2007, somewhere mm-hmm. around there. I used to get my hair pressed out, but. Um, even buying those natural products when you didn't want the chemicals in it like you mm-hmm. had to order it online and it wasn't as cheap as like a suave you know you get a big bottle of suave for three
0: dollars I know and I don't understand why those products are so much cheaper than the things that are good for your hair
1: right like, oh excuse me but yeah um I did it took me down memory lane of that that journey um, and just what it did did for you. Like, Mm -hmm. I believe if you can go natural, like you have to do a great deal of of self-care and self-love, especially if you did it in the beginning before it was made popular.
0: Oh, yes, yes. Now you have so much diversity within the products and stuff. Like you're able to afford to go, you know, somebody's going to have a sale somewhere. You got so many different brands that are catering now to Mm -hmm. Black women into the natural hair movement. So, yeah, it's a lot better. I do agree with that.
1: And then, like, I used to go home and, like, there would, like, be comments about my hair. They're now starting to get their natural hair movement. Mm -hmm. But, like, here in D.C., you know, it's like a thing. Or it was a thing when I got here versus going home. And people are like, ain't you going to do something to your hair? And, like, first off, I did. Um,
0: (laughs) Oh, gosh. I hate... I hate that. And I think I still go through that now. Like the days where the wash and go ain't too much of a wash and more of just a go. (laughs) I'll be feeling like my hair is not done because of the way like people be looking like, you know, the compliments are very uh, few when the wash and go starts to get old. they would be like. "Mm -hmm." Right.
1: So, yeah, that's why I was saying you got to really, really like you like know that you're like you're more than just your hair like a hair is a big part of you but you're more than just that so it doesn't bother you like some people cannot walk outside without being like fried died and laid to the side and I'm like I can't Mm -hmm. I can't live like that you gonna get whatever curl I came up
0: with this morning look that is me some days (laughs) it just ain't gonna work put a little bit of water a little bit of oil and let it do what it do and that's it like I can't subscribe to that it's got to be done it's got to look a certain way all the time but bamboos were a thing for me I still wear bamboo earrings I have every different shade. like they're a big thing for me but I love earrings I love accessories I love jewelry so bamboos are like a staple like I always keep a pair of bamboos they were definitely like a thing for me but I like that the last two chapters that she ended off on or even the hoodie, like these are things that are now like a part of our current fashion um, mm-hmm. statements or whatever. The designer bags. I have not. The Louis, I want to carry off so bad. And I probably gift it to myself when I graduate. But I have not made mm-hmm. that step into that part of being a woman just yet.
1: So I have the money now. Mm-hmm. and i'm in a comfortable place where i can spend it on a designer bag but i can't i can't bring myself to do it mm. um cuz i'm i have this thing where i can't have one like expensive item and then the rest of my life is like average okay. <laughs> so <laughs> i just like i downgraded from like a cadillac now i'm driving a chevy volt the bag that i want is a um the black givenchy mm-hmm. and I'm just like I'm not getting out a Chevy vote with a Givenchy. I'm just not. Um, and then also, I just think I I really had to assess with myself why I wanted it. Mm-hmm. And then again, it's just like a gym shoe. I don't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do. I really love like small black bags. Like I just mm-hmm. bought a Marc Jacobs for my for my birthday. But that was like $100. Um, That's so a hundred dollars. Um, I'll find bags too. like that.
0: Marc Jacobs. Yeah, with- I'll
1: find something like that. And I'll wear that, but like I I have a designer bag I bought, not like on a Louis level, but um I paid like it was like a six hundred dollar bag, but now it's like in the closet. Mm. Cause it's like I don't go nowhere. So if I for me, if I'm gonna have a big ticket item, I gotta wear it all the time. And I just feel like I, I wouldn't and I think I like some maybe because I'm a mama and it's just like you know you could have did that you could have fed some starving children in Africa but one day I'm gonna get past that but if anybody wants to spend their money I would not attest to that
0: oh no you spend yes, your money, money? <laughs> I'll take the smallest size carry on, you know somebody is listening but yeah that's how I am too like I bought a Marc Jacobs bag and I bought it from Nordstrom and it was on sale and I bought it's a nice shoulder bag and I bought the matching leather uh, wallet. But like all my little name brand, like my Coach bags and all this stuff, I hardly wear those. I wear the cute mm-hmm. little bags that I buy from like Ross or something. Like if I'm going out, like I don't wear like the bigger name, like that Marc Jacobs bag. Like I hate to put that on. I feel like it's so big, and then it's like I put all this stuff in there, and then now it's heavy. But I still mm-hmm. want to Louis. I still want to Louis Vuitton carry all, you know. One day somebody, you know, might give to me. <laughs> yeah, you'll get it. Just roll up on <laughs> But those never go on sale. Like, those are not a bag. It's not a, a company. You ain't getting no sale from them. And when I got
1: out of college, they were actually cheaper. And then once I got stable and mm-hmm. my student loans was on track, um, I went back and I thought about buying one. Mm-hmm. And then the prices had went up. And I was like, "Okay, the universe You're just don't want nice. me to get this." Cause, I'm like support. now, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not giving y'all that. But yeah, they they were decently affordable when I got out of college, mm-hmm. and then they went up again. Which I heard they went up like, I think thirty percent. And mm-hmm. this was like when it's nobody had any money.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. It's a comma now. I don't. Mm-hmm. The, at least the bag I wanted, it wasn't more than two thousand, mm-hmm. but it is now.
0: Oh okay, <laughs> yeah, they're not. That's it. I really want some boots though. They have some nice boots, so maybe I might splurge and treat myself. But I'm gonna wear them things every right. week out <laughs> every to week to sleep. Yes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to funerals, to yeah. <laughs> because I can't see myself spending more than a thousand dollars on a pair of shoes. But yeah, they're so cute, right? Okay, and before we wrap up this episode, I asked Tamika what fashion trends or items that she would like to see make a comeback. And what were those fashion items?
1: So for me, I really love the high waist movement. So it mm-hmm. started in not middle school, college. Really popular when Keisha Cole came out with the Let It Go video. I remember she mm. had on the old dog or the wife beater uh, with, the, <laughs> <laughs> with the with um, the with the shorts, and I really love that because I haven't been able to um, show my stomach in years seventeen mm. to be exact. And with high waist, I was able to wear get the look that I wanted basically. And Mm -hmm. it faded away after college. It was not cool anymore and it recently came back. So I hope that it stays and it never goes away. I love high-waist anything. Like, I have high-waist swimsuits. I have high-waist lingerie. I have high-waist jeans. I have high-waist pants. I have high-waist leggings. If it's high-waist, I got it.
0: (laughs) Mm. Mm -mm. Me too. Uh, Yeah, I'm a big fan of high-waist. Like, sometimes I feel like it looks kind of weird on me. Because my waist is not that... I feel like it looks good on... People have longer waistlines. Like, I don't know. Like, the, their midsection is a little bit longer. I'm short, so... Sometimes I feel like it makes me look even shorter. But I definitely appreciate what it does for the body. Makes you look snatched.
1: Yeah, you're right. <laughs> we don't have enough torso. But we gonna make it work.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna make it work. I'm stuffing all of it. MG. <laughs> 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 Definitely gonna make it work. I don't what know. For, hmm? I said, "What item do you want?" For me, um, I'm gonna go with the velour suits. I'm gonna go with the velour suits. I was about to say Juicy Couture because Juicy used to have some too. So, baby fat, Juicy. I feel like they were super big, like in music. Um, and she did that a lot within the book, like tying like the fashion to what was going on within entertainment. And I feel Mm -hmm. like everybody had a velour suit, like Kamara Lee, J Lo. Everybody had one. I would love to see those make a comeback because they were so comfortable,
1: very comfortable.
0: Yes, and you could dress them up, dress them down, and it was literally like a whole outfit. You didn't have to have anything else except for shoes. So you throw anything
1: (laughs) under the jacket because you was gonna have it zipped up, or just you know half zipped down.
0: Ooh, We're headband. Yeah. For no I remember reason. when they came out with the crop ones, and this is when, like, I had like a little itty bitty waist, and I thought I used to think I was so fly walking around with no shirt on, and this crop velour top. <laughs> I do bad. remember those. Okay, mm-hmm. I had um off brand one. I think I got from Rainbow, which was like red and white, and then I had one that was like um. I can't remember what the brand was. I want to say like FUBU or something, but I don't think FUBU. Did FUBU make women's clothing?
1: They did. I had a lot of FUBU stuff in middle school, but then like after that, it faded. So nobody mm-hmm. really wore it. I think when Velour came out, FUBU was not as popular. Not but- popping. Okay.
0: Because I'm trying to think what it was. It was name brand. It was some jacket. And I used to wear the hell out of that thing. <laughs> and I remember walking around college campus in jeans. In this cropped velour top or whatever it was, and I thought I was so cute. <laughs> I would none
1: of my velours had names; they were all like Rainbow Level.
0: Okay, but ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> they, they
1: really wasn't, but I just didn't have
0: nothing that. wrong with that. Shoot, <laughs> I still shop at Rainbow. They gotta look. I don't need name brand as long as it looks good to me. And well, you know care. that
1: like Fashion over Rainbow, Forever 21 is all the same stuff.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Literally, but Rainbow, the Rainbow here stank. So, I mm-hmm. just pay the extra and go off to Forever 21. And they rude. They don't let me try on stuff. So <laughs> it's the ghetto, 21 so I, it? I go to Forever 21. I just pay the extra because I'm tired.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. But they, I like favorites. Well, I can't wear their sh- shirts anymore to me, their long sleeve, like their blouses and stuff are not of the same quality that they used to be. So, yeah, I can't do it. Something about my shoulders, even when I wear a large, it, they fit very weird, very tight.
1: No, it's not just you because I okay. don't have nothing. Literally, there's nothing up top. Um, and it's it's the cut of the shirt. So I typically mm-hmm. like to buy from somewhere like ASOS, finding a really good cut shirt, even H and M. Okay. Yeah, it had mm mm. I don't like blouses, especially when you're going to work, they look cheap.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got to look Express like I got it. some money. <laughs> I got into Express, but they can be a little bit pricey too. So now Ross is, it has become my staple store. If I need some quick little finds, I can definitely mm-hmm. run in Ross and get something.
1: Yeah, people who can shop like stand by like Ross, Nordstrom Rack,
0: mm-hmm. um, Marsh. Well, no Ross and Marsh Burlington. too. TJ mm-hmm. Maxx.
1: Like I'm, I'm an online shopper. I need to be able to shop what I'm looking for. A white blouse. Mm-hmm. I ain't got time to look through three aisles
0: of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, I'm like that too. But now what I notice is. I like to be in the store that way I can see because I feel like when I online shop, I kind of stick to what I know I like. If I go in the store, I'm able to try different things. I'm like, hmm, let me like I bought some mom jeans or whatever. And I've never owned a pair of mom jeans, but I was I saw them in Ross. I thought they were cute. They had little lemons on them. And I was thinking oh Beyonce lemonade. So I was like, buy these and let me try them (laughs) on. I brought them home and I'm absolutely in love with them i would have never ordered those online yeah <laughs> I mean, I have you're it right you make them. a point
1: you do kind of stick to what
0: you know yeah i try try to branch out do some different things
1: but yeah all right So now we're going to move on to the music segment, which is Mm -hmm. where we talk about the playlist that we curated and taking one song from the playlist that pretty much sums up the whole book. If you want to listen to our playlist, definitely go to Hot Girl, not Hot Girl, yes, (laughs) hotgirlbookclub.com. So, I'll say hot black girl. And I'm like, no, <laughs> hotgirlbookclub.com. And you can pull up our playlist either on Spotify or Apple Music, whichever one you use.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, which song sums up this book for you?
0: Mm, for me, like I immediately started thinking about being on a runway, wearing all these little fashion pieces, having all these cameras flashing and stuff like that. So, I went with Rihanna fresh out the runway. Because I immediately thought about like her Victoria's Secret show where she killed it. So that was my my song.
1: Yeah, she's killing a lot of stuff, so
0: <laughs> as like, her fashion show was bomb. Yes. I didn't watch the whole thing. I watched um clips of it. But yes, definitely crazy.
1: Yeah, like it gave me that um like a homecoming moment. Mm, because not yeah. only did I see myself, I saw others. Um, mm-hmm. because it was so inclusive. Mm. Like so, she had men on the runway, Andre. Mm, she I had amputees on the runway. She had okay. plus size girls. She had regular thick size. Like she she went all out. I loved it. Mm. But yeah, I, I hope she continues to do well. Yeah, I think it's it's still on Amazon. Amazon.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah hmm mm. what's what and was per- your song
1: so my one of my favorite songs when i think about fashion especially like where i grew up because we're very country like i said before diet south everybody from alabama mississippi and other places just moved right on up to michigan and the midwest and my song is still fly by big timers
0: Mm, so the okay, that's a good one.
1: <laughs> with the pimped out Gucci shoes. So hey. it's about us looking good just no matter what. Mm-hmm. And that's what black people do.
0: All the time. We never look like what we're going through. That is like right. a skill set that we have. We know how to make it look good, dress it up and make it look <laughs>
1: good. Right. And it anything that starts in the hood, they say it's mm-hmm. ghetto, then it makes its way to the runway.
0: Yes, yeah, So.
1: so. Mm. We've seen a lot of those trends. I immediately
0: thought about edges. You said edges. Mm -hmm. You know how, you know, that was like a, like when I was back in like middle school. I mean, it's popular now too, but like, like doing like the different, like you would have cascade, you would do the waves and then like, you see like. Oh,
1: baby hair.
0: Yeah. The other people, now they trying to, you know, do the same thing. I don't know how I feel about it.
1: Yeah, I remember my sister having, like, yellow hair when I was in college. And I was like, mm-hmm. what in the ghetto mess is this? <laughs> um, but now it's, like, a thing to wear bright, mm-hmm. colorful hair. Like, this is before, like, Nicki was, like, super popular. Like, mm-hmm. Nicki still had
0: black hair at this point. So, I mean, trend setting before it's yeah. a trend. It's always ghetto, like you said, until it makes it to the runway, into the fashion magazines, and then it's a thing. Right? hmm I saw like uh, something and it was like a black girl and I think an Asian woman got together and they made a baby hair comb or brush. And I'm like, we've been <laughs> making this thing work with toothbrushes and all kind of things for years. And they made this thing. I'm like, I'm not paying.
1: Exactly. That's why I couldn't buy it. I was like, girl, if you don't get a toothbrush, Exactly. Get a- <laughs> and- <laughs> Oh
0: yes, innovative. That's what we are, right? Yes. Yeah. So overall, like, how did you feel about this book?
1: So earlier we talked about how dark it like starts off, mm-hmm. um, especially coming through the seventies. And I wasn't too sure, but once I got into the se- the second chapter where she talks about the relationship with her mom and shopping, I fell in love with the book and just kind of going through every error with her. So I really, really loved it. Um, I encourage any Black girl, um, every Black girl,
0: to read it. Um, yeah. it take
1: you down memory lane. And I think it makes you feel special
0: about the things that you were a part of. Hmm, mm, That's a good way to put it. For me, I felt like nostalgia. like Like some of the moments, like her talking about going to New York, and like the music, like talking about Jay-Z or like Little Vicious, um, Nika. I feel like people, I don't know how I rediscovered that song, but I was literally like 10 years old when that song came out. And when I saw mm-hmm. her talking about it, like I immediately was like, oh my God, like I you know, I don't see people talking about him or that song anymore. So, and that definitely like took me back to like growing up, summertime in New York, like walking to the park you know, whatever, walking, you know, to the next town over or whatever to go like hang out with your friends, but you know, you got to be back, you know, before the streetlights come on. So definitely for me, it was just like taking me down memory lane. Like I couldn't identify with all of the fashion items, but definitely like the stories, the backstories definitely made me feel like I was back in like middle school, high school, growing up.
1: Yeah, I love the um, the monumental places or clubs that she brought up that like no longer Club exist anymore. Did. Like, yes, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I didn't get to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah,
0: yeah, or even she talking did. about for like the Atlanta people, she discussed like Cumberland Mall, and I'm like, oh gosh, like she's talking about, um, you know, places. I mean, Cumberland is still here now, but just like even the stores, like Bakers. You know, bakers went out of business, you know, they're no longer with us. Or right. I think they are back, but online or something. I can't remember. But yeah, definitely like, definitely down memory lane. So I love that, that piece of the book.
1: Yeah. Um I thought she did a really, really good job of uh, explaining the things and tying in all the themes. So
0: mm-hmm. I enjoyed it a whole, whole lot. Me too.
1: All right, let's move on to the bulletin board. I don't have much going on, except I'll be doing some giveaways. So please head on over to my Instagram, where for the most part, everything will be hosted. And that's at Ed to Mickey, Um literally my AOL name. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to be giving away some stuff. So I'm going to be giving away the book because um, I already read it and I need to Bless somebody else with it, and then I have some a Christmas giveaway for book lovers. So I'll be giving away, I think nine things, but mm. you gotta follow me on Instagram to learn more about it. So definitely head on over there as soon as possible because we start on the first of December, which is around the corner. Right. Yeah. So what? What do you have going on
0: for it this next mm. month? I have nothing going on. It feels so bad because I have a million things going on, but um, I have nothing going on, but I will go ahead and announce the next book that we're going to be reading. And the next book that we are going to be reading is called The Hookup Before Christmas. And it's by Phyllis Bourne. So we'll definitely be throwing that on the website. So you guys can see where to purchase and check it out.
1: And it's going to be quick.
0: Mm-hmm. So, how many very pages is read. it? Hmm? Like tw- how many pages was it? Like, 30? Um, let me see. I know it's a short read, and from what I hear or what I read, it's going to be very steamy. So, based on the font that I have, where I feel like I have old people font on my Kindle, <laughs> it's 360 pages. So, it's not a not a very long read. So if you got normal font it's probably lower but you know I'm an old lady I need to be able to see <laughs> on my phone. right it's
1: it's um it's a quick read and then also it's really really cheap like is it what like ninety nine cents on the two dollars
0: yes on Amazon
1: and you can read it over break over Thanksgiving break if you listen to this before then but um <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, make sure you read it um, so we can talk about it on the next episode. Yes. All right. We will see you guys in
0: one month. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy holidays. Yes. Happy holidays. Bye. Bye.